It's time now for a visit with an electee from the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. Now here's John Morris with one of Baylor's all-time greats. Back with us, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Pleased to welcome in another electee to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. She is uh, quite simply uh, one of the, if not the, all-time best women's tennis player in Baylor history, all-time leader in career singles, victories, and doubles, victories as well, three-time All-American in doubles, twice an All-American in singles. Uh, Linka Brusova joins us this morning. And Linka, good morning to you, and may it is great to have you on. We appreciate your time this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it very much. Congratulations on the honor of uh, being selected to Baylor's Athletic Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? Yeah, thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's such an honor, and it's very exciting, and it's probably one of you know my biggest accomplishments in my career, and it just means, it means the world to me because I love Baylor so much, and being able to be selected with such a special group of athletes, it's, yeah, it's it's just such an honor. It's been a nice uh, summer for you with recognitions, hasn't it? Being named the uh, Player of the Decade for Baylor <laughs> Women's Tennis and now selected to the Athletic Hall of Fame. That's great. I know. I kind of felt like I was back in college again, just getting awards. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it's been, you know, kind of funny right after 10 years of me graduating. So, it's yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Tell, uh, recount the story. How did you get to Baylor? How did uh, how did Joey Scrivano find you? Was it in Slovakia? I mean, how did y'all connect? And uh, what was that process like that led you coming to Baylor? Yeah, he found um, my phone number, home phone number. You know, back then, Facebook and the recruiting ways that we record now weren't as popular then. So he just called my home phone and asked me if I'm interested, and I just kind of thought he was just going to ask me a couple questions and just kind of the process was going to go slow, but he said, I'm going to be in Slovakia. I'll come visit you if you're interested at all. So I because I said I was, and he flew in probably two days after that conversation, and he met my family. He saw me play, and we had an amazing conversation, and I committed right then and there. So that was he still we still joke about it till today that it was the fastest recruiting that he's ever <laughs> done right. in his career, which which was awesome for me. But yeah, everything he told me during the conversation, I just loved, and I loved his personality. I loved what he stood for and still stands for. So. It was an easy decision for me. Well, that's great. So you had never, uh, you hadn't been to Waco. You hadn't been on the Baylor campus, right? No. It was just his visit there yeah, to no, you. I, it, it, I never visited. You know, he told me a little bit about it, but, you know, I didn't know anything about Texas or Waco or anything like that. I wasn't, I still remember when I flew into DFW and I walked outside and the humidity, you know, it was in August. <laughs> right. Was, quite a shock i must say yeah and still is to this day uh i'm curious did you have was one of your goals to to come to the united states to come to uh college to play tennis here i'm sure you had other options you know going a different direction yes um you know originally it's just like any athlete my dream was to play professionally but 
I tried that before coming to college, but it didn't. I wasn't as successful as fast as I thought I what I needed to be. Um, but both my parents are both educators. You know, my dad is a professor. My mom's a high school teacher. So coming to America and getting a college degree was always. I don't even want to call it a plan B. It was always just if that opportunity presents itself, I will take it. So it was always on the table for me. Nice. And you came uh, at, a, at a really good time. I mean, the, the tennis programs, both the men and the women, were playing at a very, very high level. You stepped right in. And uh, I remember your sophomore year specifically, 2008. Um, uh, as Jerry Hill writes, arguably the best year in program history, a school record 52 singles victories, a trip to the NCAA quarterfinals in singles, end-of-the-year doubles ranking of number six, and the team uh, made it to the uh, to the Final Four that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that year was very special, you know, for a team myself as well. I myself, My freshman year, I was kind of just learning, you know, what everything was about. We had three seniors that year, so I just kind of felt like I'm just, you know, following them and I wasn't that pleased with my personal accomplishments. You know, I didn't make it into an NCAA tournament, and we only made it to Sweet 16. Right? Well, I mean, I don't want to say only, but <laughs> right. I just felt like we could do more. Um, so that really, um, I had this fire in me that I wanted to do more. I wanted to prove that that just wasn't good enough, so that we're, we're capable of so much more. So when I started, that um, I stayed in Waco that whole summer, and I trained, and I really just wanted to be a different player, a different person, and just kind of, okay, Baylor can be so much more. Um, so that hard work paid off, and, you know, that's why, personally, it was just, you know, yeah, it was incredible that year. It was just amazing. Yeah, great year. And then, uh, so you make the Final Four, uh, your sophomore season, Final Four of the NCAA tournament, match up against Cal, mm-hmm. and come so, so close to playing for the championship. Yeah. A 4-3 loss to Cal. Uh, I, I know that one, uh, uh, you know, it's great to get to that point, but I, I think uh, y'all were hoping you'd keep going after that. No, for sure. You know, I, it's kind of funny. I read the interview that I did with Jerry, and I know him so well. And it was very special because he's been every step of, step with me during my four years. So I kind of opened up more than because I, you know, we talked about a lot of things that I haven't done, which is true. Because, but it kind of felt like, oh man, I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful or happy with what we accomplished. But um, I the reason why it was such a disappointment because every year we wanted to win it all, you know. So especially that year when we came so close, and like I told Jerry that I just felt like we were better than both Cal and then the UCLA teams that end up winning it all. It just you know it just hurt a little more. Um, but yeah, I mean we've that year we've just accomplished some. I mean even before to get to final four, we beat Stanford and. Uh, Stanford has never lost an Elite Eight in their program history wow. before. Mm-hmm. So it was such a big accomplishment, so many firsts. But yeah, it definitely just was, it was hard for me because I just, as I said, the goal was always to win the national championship for Baylor. And when that doesn't happen, it, it just it hurts, you know. Lika, you had success in both, but did you ever have a preference when it came to playing singles or doubles? When I first came to Baylor, I would say singles was definitely my stronger, 
what I thought I was better at, but um, I was kind of thrown into the whole playing number one doubles my freshman year. So I had to learn really fast, and I just fell in love with it. And, you know, Joey is such a great coach, and I love the way he had us playing doubles. And um, he was, again, very intelligent and very game plan oriented, kind of like a basketball style, like everything had a meaning. You had this play, you had to play this play. So I just fell in love with the concept of it. It wasn't just go out there and play and try to win. It was, you know, like this is how you win against this team. This is how you play. So I w- learned a lot how to play doubles. And once you kind of see the game in a different light, you fall in love with it because, you know, you enjoy it. You're able to figure out certain things, solve problems. So I would say by my sophomore year, I loved both. Doubles was more fun. Singles was more of just like kind of like, okay, I'm taking care of business. Doubles <laughs> was also a little fun. <laughs> What's the most memorable match that you've ever played in? Ooh, most memorable. That's so tough. Um, this is probably, I would say, my junior. It wasn't that significant as far as any, like, getting to Final Four or anything like that. But I remember my junior year, we played against UCLA at home. And... Um, we it ended up being three all, so it came down to my match, and I ended up cramping in the beginning of second set. And um, I somehow I told this day I don't even know how ended up winning in the second set, and I just overcame mentally so and physically so much that match, and it kind of just represents um, you know what. I was about, well, what I was about, you know, like, just overcoming, like, there was no stopping me, you know, like, I knew that I had to win that day, uh, cramping or no cramping, I just pushed through, no one had to tell me that, oh, you think you can play? I mean, if some, if Joey came on my court and asked me, can you play, I'd be like, what, are you serious? Like, of course. Um, You know, so that match, it was special that I was able to overcome that. That was personally um, memorable, you know. I, I don't know. I actually remember. I think it was Jerry during my sophomore year. He always jokes with me, or maybe it was one of the Waco trip reporters. It's like it was funny because I was never in that many three-all situations <laughs> because I won so fast. <laughs> so this one I think is special because I ended up in that situation. You know. Lincoln Bruce, our guest, electee to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, four times all Big 12, Big 12 Player of the Year as a senior uh, when she helped the Bears earn the first number one national ranking, their first ever number one ranking. Uh, and then uh, post-Baylor, uh, I'd forgotten this, but again, reading Jerry's article, you had uh, you had a couple of pretty significant surgeries in there that kind of derailed or at least slowed down your professional career. Yes, um, I my sophomore year, towards the end, like I think starting conference, going into conference play, and then going into NCAA, I had some problems with my elbow, um, and I, it was bothering me. But I didn't think it was it was going to be that bad. Um, but I got injured, but I kept playing through it. And then after season ended, I went to the same doctor, and he told me that I ended up tearing, um, which is very rare tennis injury, Tommy John, because it's usually for baseball players. Huh. But it ended up being a uh, tear, and um, I ended up getting the surgery, and it was, it's a long process. It, I think it was about nine months or eight months recovery. So I had to, you know, stop my professional dream for that time. But it ended up being best thing for me you know I focused on 
um, just getting stronger, getting better. And I actually ended up being a better tennis player because of it, because I got stronger. My serve was faster. I was able to clean up my technique as I was working, you know, still with uh, Baylor coaches. And so it actually be, ended up being a blessing. And I, that's why my career, ab, pro career after, took off so fast, because I was mentally hungry and I was physically prepared. So in a way, it was a blessing. When did you know that you wanted to become a coach? Oh, that was not for a while, you know. I When you kind of transitioned from that, it was actually best thing for me because when I uh, was playing professional tennis, you know, every, especially in the tennis world, it, you're by yourself as an individual sport. So everything is involved just with yourself. You know, everything is about you. All the coaches, strength coaches, trainers, they cater to you. So it's a pretty, you know, self-centered environment that you're in. Um, so I'm actually glad I took a couple of years to make the decision because coaching is completely opposite of that mentality. So um, I, I'm glad I took time to really, um, you know, heal, if, you know, if you will, about what I had to do after, kind of realize that, okay, I am 100% done trying to accomplish my professional tennis dream. I'm done with that. I don't feel any regrets. Um, I don't need to feel any kind of, oh, I should have been or I could have been, and I'm completely done with that chapter. And once that was closed, I realized I still love tennis and college tennis especially, and I want to help now the younger generation and the kids um, they are just coming up, and I want to help them accomplish what I uh, you know, Joey and other coaches helped me. But I'm very grateful and that I took that time to the transition because, you know, one of the first things that, I, I, you know, coaching is just you shouldn't be talking about yourself. You shouldn't be talking about it's all about the kids that you're coaching. So that was, I mean, it was, it was very smart of me <laughs> <laughs> to do. And now in your uh, sixth year at the University of Tulsa, uh, now the associate head coach, uh, how have things been for you? How have you handled uh, this whole pandemic and things shutting down like they did uh, in the middle of your season? Yeah, that was, that was really tough, you know. I'm sure for, for everyone, you know, it was middle of the season, and um, we just played a match on Monday, and we got first suspended, I believe, on Thursday, and then canceled our conference took a little while to cancel it all the way. But it was sad because we had two seniors, you know. Mm-hmm. So now, luckily, NK decided that all the seniors in spring sports are able to get the season back if they want to. So that was an amazing blessing for them. But at first, when we didn't know, I was just heartbroken for them. You know, as a coach, uh, and I remember Joey used to tell me this when I played. It's like, you know, coaches, I'm going to coach, you know, who knows how long. So I can, you know, always try to accomplish my goals and our team goals. But, you know, student athletes only have four years. So I was heartbroken for them that, okay, you don't get to try to accomplish your dreams and your goals in your college career if this is it you know so it's heartbroken for them uh, but even for you know the underclassmen you know them you know they were trying to have their best year as well so it ended up being you know not as bad as i thought it would be but yeah it was just it was tough and it's, it's new and i mean not being able to coach during summer or even recruit it's just it's a whole new thing but i mean everyone's going through their 
share of, you know, tough time. Well, tough times for sure, and uh, we hope you're safe and hope your family is uh, safe and healthy. And, uh, again, congratulations being selected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. You're very deserving of that. Uh, we uh, the, the banquet is sort of up in the air when we'll be able to hold that, but can't wait till we do it and see you there. And congratulations again, and thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much, John. It was such a pleasure talking to you and sick and bear. And you as well. Thanks very much, Linka. Have a great day. Linka Bruceva.